On the Golf Science Lab podcast this past week, we had on Mark Brody. We talked about some of his research and some of his work on strokes gained and some of the myths that he believes that we have around stats and data. After we finished the podcast, we went through a round of quick questions so we could get to know him a little bit better. And this podcast and the podcast with Mark Brody are sponsored by Adele Golf. If you want to learn more about single links, irons, and get the most common questions answered, head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Adele to find out more. Best golf gadget that you've been given in the past year. Does anything pop to mind? Well, not in the past year, but I've uh, used a, uh, a truth board that... Dave Peltz produces to to practice short putting, and I think that's uh, that's very useful. And uh, he also has another putting gadget where you putt through two marbles, and I think it's very helpful for reading the greens and and seeing the lines. So I think those are a couple of uh, uh, a couple of gadgets that I find useful. But you know the main the main ones are things like uh, TrackMan and Quad Foresight that uh, really give you a lot of information. But those are uh, <laughs> expensive gadgets that uh, most individuals don't don't own yes. including me <laughs> what would be your most memorable golf trip does anything pop out i haven't gone on too many golf trips but uh i really enjoyed going to uh to bandon dunes i really enjoyed playing uh tpc sawgrass and there's there's probably a few others but uh but bandon dunes was 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 great yeah, that's I've heard that we've heard that many times. It always gets good reviews, that's for sure. Favorite club in your bag right now? Well, I haven't played in a while because I have a little rotator cuff with a uh, problem with my 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 right shoulder. Mm. But um I think I I like a 60 degree wedge. I I tend to use that one club all the time around the greens rather than switching to different clubs depending on the lie or, or, or the location. So I, I guess that's my favorite at the moment. There you go. I'm curious about you because you work with a lot of uh, elite players. I don't know if you work with high school players at all, but it, you know, when talking with a high school golfer and they tell you they want to play on the PGA tour, they, they want to play at the highest level. What kind of advice would you give them? Well, I think it takes a lot of work. And so you've got to love, love the game and, and uh, you have to love it enough to be willing to put in you know, all the hours on and off the course that it takes to become an elite, an elite golfer. And I, I show them stats from strokes gain stats from some players that have, you know, gone from high school on to playing, uh, you know, division one college golf. And it's about continuously improving. It's not so much how good are you now? How far do you hit the ball now? It's seeing this, this trajectory where, Wherever you start, you know, there, there is a goal of, say, being scratch or, or better than, than scratch. And so that's going to mean you're going to have to gain strokes in, in driving and approach shot, short game and, and putting. And so what I like to, to see is that, that upward trajectory sort of continuing throughout their, their high school years. On that kind of note, if you're, if you're looking at the development of players in that vein, over the past couple of years, has there been any like realization or anything that you've come up with that has had the biggest impact on how you view good performance? Has there been like anything that you've done that was, like, that was a really key to figuring stuff out over the past few years? Well, if you go way back, I think strokes gained is certainly the, the key to, to measuring performance that sort of gets into the the notion that uh, traditional stats are not very informative, but I think you can 
you can measure golf performance in all sorts of areas using strokes gained. And that applies from junior golfers, high school golfers, women, female golfers, uh, mini tour players. And I think there's, there's also a misconception that this just applies to PGA tour pros, but every amateur golfer I think could, could benefit by getting a, a good read on their game where it currently is. And then using that to set goals and to, and to measure progress. All right. And last questions of a rapid fire here. You get back to playing some golf and uh, you have four hours this week before you have to go play on Saturday and you want to play your best. What are you going to do in those four hours to, to get yourself ready? What would be your practice? So I would definitely want to, uh, to stretch and, and warm up. And I probably spend more time on the, uh, the short game area on developing sort of a, a rhythm and, and tempo and, and touch around around the greens and spend time putting and then, you know, spend, you know, maybe an hour or less actually hitting, hitting balls, different clubs throughout the bag. And so I think that's also a misconception that just because different parts of the game contribute different amounts to, to scoring doesn't mean that you should practice in those in those same proportions and the reason i spend probably more time around the green is because uh, the sand could be wet the sand could be could be dry and fluffy and the the rough around the greens could be thick it could be wet it could be long it could be short so there's all sorts of different different lies that uh, i think it requires more practice to to get used to that and i think that's sort of a valuable way to, to, to spend time before, before teeing off.